from the 809 Restaurant and Lounge in the heart of Inwood, New York City. Welcome to Inwood Artworks On Air. It's where we meet the musicians, filmmakers, writers, theater makers, and artists of all stripes who make their home in what we affectionately call Upstate Manhattan. I'm your host, Aaron Sims, and today we welcome scenic designer and Inwood resident, Libby Stastek. Libby Stastek is a scenic designer for theater, opera, dance, film, and television, and immersive installations. Her work has been presented by New York City Center, Kennedy Center, Brooklyn Academy of Music, the Williamstown Theater Festival, and the Guggenheim Museum Works and Process series, among many others. In 2019, she made her debut with the highly acclaimed Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater at New York City Center, featuring new choreography by Jamar Roberts. Stasta's work has been featured in the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and she recently served as an adjunct professor of scene design at Rampo College. She is also a recipient of the Inwood Film Festival Filmmaker Fund Grant from Inwood Artworks, and we are thrilled to have her here today on our Artist Spotlight. So, Libby, welcome to Inwood Artworks on Air. It's good to see you. Good to see you, too. Thanks for having me. Sure thing. Um, how are you doing? Good. <laughs> uh, really good. I'm, so, I'm glad it's summer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's great to be maskless, right? It is great to be maskless. Yeah, it's a... It feels almost a little odd that people can see my whole face. There's so much more expression that I'm suddenly aware of. Yeah, yeah it's, it's nice. Well, yeah. we're happy to have you maskless here. <laughs> and uh, I want to jump into your work, if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, by nature, uh, scene design is a collaborative job. Mm -hmm. With theater and film industry jobs nearly non-existent for the past year and a half, <laughs> um, work has been scarce would be an understatement, I think, to say. Uh, so how have you been able to navigate the pandemic? Interesting. Yes. Um, well, through stop motion, which is really what brought me, I believe, here today. Um, like you said, work kind of dried up pretty quickly in March and April. I had one show that I was able to finish and um, submit for, for later, but I really had not, nothing else to do other than to, to dream, I guess. Um, so me and actually my, my partner started playing around with some like stop motion, just like, he was like, let's just do some simple, we'll just get some clay out, we'll just play around for like a day. And I was like, no, 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 no. We're going armatures. And so like, I always go like one to, you know, like zero to a hundred. So, uh, we, yeah, we just started playing with that, you know, like getting wire. I did use clay on top of that. Um, we started with there and then, um, I'm trying to think of what else I've been animating with, playing with latex and anyway, so. I just started creating in my own apartment if I couldn't go outside. I so guess you created an entire studio for yourself, essentially. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had no studio. I had, was working only in other designer studios right. before the pandemic. And now that the pandemic has been going for a year, I have all studio. <laughs> well, so, as I mentioned um, earlier, you, you're a recipient of the Filmmaker Fund grant. Yes. Um, congratulations. Thank you. And uh, it, it's for your project that was tentatively titled, and I don't know if it's still titled, but I'm going to ask you now, mm -hmm. Where the Rivers Meet? Yes, it's still titled. Okay, there yep. you go. I'm glad it's sticking to it. And, uh, and so tell us a little about where the inspiration of the project came from in this massive dreaming session you had <laughs> post-pandemic or, or post-closing of, yeah. of the society here? Um, well, I've always been fascinated with history, like, even from a young age. Um, everywhere that I've moved, it's, I've found that it's important to understand kind of the culture you're stepping into and what's around you and help contextualize yourself in it. Um, so even before the pandemic, that's kind of how I've entered into new 
communities. Because I've lived uh, not a ton of different places, but I've moved around. So it's, it's interesting to me. Um, and when I moved here, uh, specifically into Inwood, I think one of the, I don't know how to say it, but like one of the special things about here, one of the things that we're really fortunate as a community to have is Cole Thompson and Tom, or um, Cole Thompson and Don Rice, because I discovered their book and the massive amount of work they've done recording the history of the area. So I guess you could say that I'm lucky that I had the time to absorb even more of the research over the, of the pandemic. And I was spending a lot of time in the park. So all of that kind of culminated into where the rivers meet, which is based on the tulip tree that used to stand in the park. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, your work is, I said, it's a stop motion piece, correct? Yes. So um, can you tell about of the nature of, well, I guess the thing is like, I bet people are wondering, wait a second, Aaron. How does a scenic designer create her own film by herself <laughs> in a pandemic? I mean, you wouldn't be out of line if you asked the question, um, but yeah. I want you to sp speak a bit about the stop motion process, because I don't think a lot of people know about how you put your scenic design background to work to create your own little miniature studio for the project. Uh, so I think that's a piece I think you need to elaborate on just a little sure. bit, if you wouldn't mind. Well, yeah, I guess as a proof of concept, scenic designers usually make a, a model or a maquette to show how the, to provide to a director, to a director, to show them how the scenery will shift, what things will look like, et cetera, et cetera. So I've been able to use those skills of, you know, working with foam, paper, a lot of paper, paper mostly, and printers, and so I've been able to use my skills for making miniature versions of things to just making miniature versions of an entire film. If that makes sense, it's not just the scenery; it's also the characters. Yeah, and uh, it's great to have that kind of control, right? It's kind of fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was. You know, you can either wait, sometimes you're like, I, as a scene designer, you have to wait for a director or that person that you have this kind of symbiotic relationship with. This is kind of fun because I can just have that when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> you know, I can just create. And um, tell us, where, when does, where does the story begin? Does the story begin with the tulip tree or does it predate the tulip tree? It actually predates the tulip tree. Okay. Um, it begins with, um, as I was reading more about, it's it's a... It's a very delicate subject, and it's something that I've become even uh, more conscious of really while I was researching this, but, you know, uh, land appropriation. So it does start with uh, a, a nod to, I, I say this because it's, you know, it's, it's all of our history because this is the land we share, but it's a Lenape um, creation myth that it starts with. Uh, it's a turtle, like the creation myth is that uh, the world grew off of a turtle's back, and I just thought that was a beautiful beautiful image so it starts with with um, a tulip tree growing off of a turtle's back as it rises out of the ocean yeah and for those of you who don't know um, this is where Manhattan was purchased yes um, <laughs> which is also plays into the history right yes yeah that's yeah. that's how the legend goes and so this is exploring kind of the time before the time during the purchase and and our time here in the land mm -hmm. and then also hopefully uh, just like giving some hope for the future after we've left this space. It's, it's, a, it's a wonderful idea um, because it really encapsulates humanity as a, a, a general observation of humanity, I think. And um, I said this earlier to someone else, is that our, our past is our pr very much our present. Mm -hmm. um, and we get to choose how we move forward um, based off of what we do. That's so I think um, your film, without giving too much away about the history, um, <laughs> Uh, and how you're interpreting this history, I think it'll be a, it'll be a, a great addition 
to the um, diaspora of art that supports our historical heritage here. So looking forward to it. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, would you mind speaking a little bit how the Filmmaker Fund has helped, if it has at all, to help create the project? Oh, first of all, thank you so much. It wouldn't exist without you and Inwood Artworks. Um, oh, so thanks. yes, it has 100% helped. Um, I would never have, I would never have had the capital to explore this film the way I have, to set up, you know, every time I've done stop motion, I've done it a different way. Um, and this has allowed me to actually set up a proper, stu like, proper studio space with like an overhead um, camera setup, you know, like it's given me the funds to buy like the correct materials <laughs> um, and even to get the music that I really want. Usually I'm using public domain and I've been able to make some um, stronger choices. Rights issues are, are always um, hard to navigate at yeah. times. So public domain is, it's great when you're doing things, uh, if, it, if it's, but it has to be the right fit for your project though, right? Mm -hmm. So exactly. that's part of it all. So, well, you're very welcome, and we, we can't wait. And that's part of it. We, we hope, um, and I asked the question genuinely. It wasn't about a pat on the back for us or anything else no. like that, because I'm always interested in hearing from the artist why, like, why we should keep doing it or should we keep doing it. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I always, I always, always question my, my motives <laughs> of what I'm doing. It's like, like, I always question, like, you know, you know is, it, is, it, is, it, is it landing? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Is it landing? Is it, is it finding? Is it useful? Because that's what I need to hear um, if it's like, well, it was a nice, but it wasn't enough, really, because I needed to make X, Y, Z, and mm. da, da, da. But the fact that you said you were able to feel comfortable in exploring this piece and creating mm -hmm. what your vision is of it, that's really comforting, I think. No, it's great. And it's, it's even, I, you know, I obviously, I, I tend to go straight towards, like, the, um, the tactile things that it has provided. But also, uh, whether or not you knew it, um, one of the other filmmakers re also reached out to me um, to help him with his project, I wasn't able to, unfortunately. But um, but I'm. But the point of it is, is that like I feel like that you're you're also creating connections, hmm. right, and keeping the community strong. So outside of the monetary value, I just see like a general community value of like bringing everyone together and bringing. You know, you connected me and Don Rice. Like I know this isn't. That's not. I don't need to go on and on. But I just I do feel like this is really important. This. Oh. So. Well, thank you. We yeah. it, we we try and we. And we, we keep trying to figure out new ways and 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 that and going back to to assimilate to what you're saying what have, what what have we learned from our past that we can <laughs> that we could not repeat if we could afford, afford uh, to or or actually uh learn from that and our failures and constructively move them in a direction and, and honestly resources are tight um mm -hmm. and it's great to see that this is um meaningful and so thank you mm -hmm. for that and um uh, and how I guess we should ask just because we can. I know it's like a balance sheet. You're going to hear people are going to hear this at a different time than we're recording it. <laughs> um, so where are you in the process? Oh, um, we have just started recording the video this week. So I've been working on. Well, obviously I've been working on it for over a year now, um, and we're finally starting to to move the pieces. So I've been model making up until this point. Okay, cool, um, awesome. So. <laughs> well, looking forward to it. Um, you, you you straddle a few industries. Um, mm -hmm as I mentioned in your bio there, uh, preamble, if you will, uh, the opera, dance, theater, film, same if you from, um, from your point of view as a designer, who happens to also be a woman, who um, has given, uh, and given what social strides have been made this past year, and keeping, a, and you have a degree of mindfulness to your work, I think, and you, as you just said earlier about 
you know, Lenape and, and seeing how we can uh, properly move forward mm-hmm. uh, and paying honor to them. Um, I, I, there's a big concerted media effort mm-hmm. for <laughs> your smirk. Just answer the question before I think you need to finish it. Um, uh, is a concern by the media who sign big paychecks uh, for industries uh, to make efforts towards diversity mm-hmm. and uh, on creative teams and dare I say equality, which I think that word doesn't exist. I think yeah. equality is something that it's a utopian word that people it's great to strive for. Um, it's going to be always a teeter totter. I feel um, and a, a, it is a balance, right? Um, so, do you feel that um, that the industry that you're working in? I know you're coming back into it now. I know it's not full force yet, um, but you obviously have friends who are and colleagues who are film production is beginning again. Do you see strides being made? Uh, concerted effort out there towards diversity on your creative teams. You know, I, I actually do. I see effort. I definitely yeah. see people trying. Um, I, you know, my, my one of the things I've been watching is my partner has been in um, Yale, and there's a whole they have a whole class on race. Whether or not it's effective, I can't speak to. But they're like people are trying to figure out how to talk to each other and how to where and when to start cultivating artists of all different races and ethnicities. So there's there's definitely effort. Um, I would say. I mean, it's it's tricky. It's it's ne- it's never enough, and it's gonna even when it's like equal, like it will never be equal till we don't have to think about it anymore, and that's so far away, you know. Um, I don't know if that was a great answer, but it's that's an honest answer. What I've seen, yeah. And it's well, I mean, I don't know, because uh, yeah. as as someone who runs arts organizations, mm-hmm. um, I'm very cognizant of an equal playing field as much as I can, like. Mm-hmm. As, and I hope, you know, to me, it's <laughs> to borrow a quote from an old Jane's Addiction song, no talking and all action. It's like right. you just, you just want to put it out there. And, and I yeah. hope we, we, we walk the walk. Do you know what I mean? Right. Our podcast has the colors of the rainbow and the colors of um, different industries mm-hmm. uh, and age and gender. Uh, and obviously, we can only do one at a time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can, and, and I think uh, there, and there, and there can always be uh, uh, an effort towards more diversity. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we're showing that effort. And I think that um, I think young people are cognizant of it. And that, that, you know, to me, the art always comes first. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's what we're talking about now. Um, but I think we have to hopefully hold the door open and be a little more smarter about, and I guess the word's not smart, being a little more aware maybe. Mm -hmm. No, I think that's true. I mean, think about why why you're not taking a person seriously or why this is, are you just, are you just culturally trained? You know, it's like how we think about like French art as like the creme de la creme, right? Or, you know, like, the Greek statues versus we've been trained. We've been almost almost shoved down your throat that this is what, you know, so, but is what's over here just as beautiful. You just haven't been trained to look at it. And it's the same when you're t- dealing with people, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, so yeah. you're going to be finishing up this project soon, mm-hmm. knock on wood. And um, what has it taught you and will it, you incorporate 
like this kind of style in more of your work in the future? Or are you kind of like, okay, this was a specific thing. I'm done with it. <laughs> I, need, I need space and I want to move on to other pastures. I think I'll incorporate pieces of it. Um, I, um, can you rephrase, can you tell, ask one more time? Yes, I'll, I'll definitely use pieces of it. I want to, I don't like repeating. I like to try different things. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's one, it's taught me a lot of stuff. It's, I've also, it's also helped me dive deeper into other artists. And one person I became aware of was um, Carol Zeman. I think that's how you say his last name. He's a Polish film um, designer from the 1960s. And he would take mats, kind of like what I'm already doing. But like he would, it'd be a lake and he would use the mat in front of the camera to make it look like you're in a cave, right? Like he would just in, it's basically what we can do, we can do digitally now, but it's way more interesting for me to fool the eye in that way. So I've been wondering if maybe that's the next thing I'll try playing around with. Cool. Uh, something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I just, you know, to rephrase as you asked, uh, in a way, it's like, I'm just curious, like what pieces you found helpful to move forward like like do you want to keep making small films do you ah. want do you want to um what you said is perfectly acceptable by the way mm-hmm. uh but and do you want to um you know not be in charge anymore of like being part oh. be, be, being more i would rather be part of a team than mm-hmm. being the one calling the shots and being the one you know overseeing the entire mm-hmm. experience um uh and so i'm just curious in different ways how um through this process what you want to take with you uh, and perhaps like anything going back to what you said earlier about, I'm sure you had multiple dreams uh, <laughs> through what you're doing. Anything, anything other projects that, that fascinated gotcha. you? Yeah, no, I love, actually love being in charge of the whole aesthetic and I do love working on a team. Don't get me wrong. I think that this fits in perfectly as I hope, hopefully I can, uh, you know, if I'd love to be a production designer someday, obviously, maybe not obviously, but uh, this, we I do think, now. We, everybody knows now. It's obvious I've been now, hiding folks. it for years. Um, but this, I think, is really great for helping develop my own personal aesthetic while I'm developing, you know, working with a larger team, et cetera, et cetera. And as far as further projects, I do want to keep specifically to stop motion. I want to keep working it with it. Um, I love it. The, the next thing that I have been dreaming about, the other thing that I had thought about starting was a project about my grandma's house, um, like creating a facade. And I have this recording of her. Um, when she was uh, sick, right before she passed away in the hospital, and she was talking about um, like one of their first apartments, and it's just several several different topics. But like, what is it? You know, what is, happens when you match that recording? Up? You know, and I don't know, I don't know yet, but I just have this idea to use that recording and the facade of her house and see what starts to come out of that. See, um, I knew there was something. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you gotta like think down for it. Well, yeah. I just like to ask. I just think mm-hmm. I think there's. Um, because I, I feel that I'm that way, like you end up thinking of things and you, like the podcast, for instance, is a perfect mm-hmm. example of this. Like I had this idea about five years ago and, and then it came up about two years ago again because mm-hmm. it wasn't right. The idea wasn't quite ready yet mm-hmm. um, of what we wanted to do. When we, we had the first film festival ever, I wanted to do um, like these little like focus, like kind of like humans of New York, but like artists of Inwood kind of like really fast, small little snips. Uh-huh. Um, and, and I was like, well, that's cool, but it kind of seems a little, A, it was kind of a takeoff of humans in New York a little bit. And B, I was like, I, you, you really don't get to know anybody. It's just kind of like, like, oh, that's kind of nice. And you like, it's like watching advertising. You see the first two seconds and you're gone, something else. Uh, so I thought this, you know, this idea came around and like I got a team together on December 2019. Mm. Uh. <laughs> 
back then. <laughs> and, oh boy. So, um, such a younger time. And so young then. Um, so many ideas. And, you know, this came around at the right time. And it's really, it's really been, other than the short films every week we've been doing um, mm-hmm. throughout the pandemic, this has been a linchpin for us that um, I think has been positive. Uh, so... Um, thank you for for being a part of it. No, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's sure great. thing. Sure yeah. thing. So, um, uh, Libby, where can um, we can send people to find out more about your work? Oh, I, I have a website. It's libby.stadstad at or yeah, it's just libby.stadstad.com. Yeah. We'll get the right one up. <laughs> we'll I promise. Okay, thank we'll put you. that a part of the episode page, yeah. uh, and you'll, people will be able to keep track of your upcoming projects and where the rivers meet from there. And of course, Inwood Artworks will have um, her film up on our page at some point when we can do that. Uh, so thank you again for taking the time to being here today. It's wonderful to have you. Is there anything else you have to say while you're here? Uh, no, no, just thanks for having me and uh, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to have you. We're, yeah. we're excited for your film. Uh, so thanks again to Libby Stastaff for joining me on this Artist Spotlight episode of Inwood Artworks On Air. It's where I meet the musicians, filmmakers, writers, theater makers, and artists of all stripes who make their home here in Upper Manhattan. If you have a moment, please show us some love right now by rating and reviewing this podcast on Apple Podcasts. That really does help. Many thanks to our good friends here at 809 Restaurant and Lounge for hosting us at 112 Dykeman Street here in Inwood, NYC. And to HeightSites.com for local uptown promotional support. Be sure to follow us on social media at Inwood Artworks to keep up with all that we do, including the Inwood Film Festival, Filmworks Off Fresco, pop-up galleries, live performances, and so much more. You can support On Air and all of our programming by making a tax-deductible donation at inwoodartworks.nyc backslash donate. This program is supported in part by New York City Department of Cultural Affairs in partnership with City Council and in part by a grant from NYC and Company Foundation with partial support from Manhattan Borough President Gail Brewer. From the top of Manhattan and the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much for tuning in. This is Aaron Sims for Inwood Artworks On Air.